Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ortiz finds it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but what? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> this is our fucking city, and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. It is Thanksgiving Eve, Tyler. Thanksgiving Eve. Jake is home. Tyler's about to hang out with his with his baby girl. I'm about to go to Kowloon. Jake, what are you doing tonight? I'm grabbing some Chinese food with the boys and then going to Salem to hit the bars. Salem? Oh, yeah. Why Salem? That's just the Thanksgiving Eve spot. I thought that was a <laughs> Halloween thing. Yeah, it is. Little Lake Jake. I mean, it's what we do around here, Tyler. I'm sorry. I'm not used to this style of living. Put me on. Um, so as a Swampsky guy, they don't have Swampsky bars. They're all like fancy restaurants, nowhere you can really go out. God damn. Dude. So you're going to Salem. Oh, yeah. You going to Tits? Tavern in the Square, kid? Might pop in a Tits. Yeah. Yeah. Salem, those were the days. Back in the day, you used to go to Salem. Now I'm just, I'm just married to Kowloon. It's, just like, it's a Kowloon night. Tyler's never been to Kowloon before, which is crazy. Considering, I feel like that is arguably the like location for the sports hub. Like outside of the sports hub, if you're looking for another base, it's usually Kowloon. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, obviously, I'm not cool enough. I, I haven't. That's not been. true. I invited. I, invi- I invited you to Kowloon. I invited I, you to Kowloon, just not tonight. Yes, I can confirm that. So there will be a day where Jared takes me to Kowloon and I get absurdly drunk. Yeah. Okay. Like that should be soon. Pick a day. I'll be there. Um, I would love to do that. Um, so, all right. Tonight's the night. Kowloon. We did a live show there. Section 10 live show in 2021. Jake was there. Would Tyler, you run it back there, there? Yeah, I would fucking run it back there. I think if it's, it's really the Red Sox fault why we didn't do a podcast there this year. You just, like I was explaining that to, uh, when I was in, Denver, Colorado with the Blue Moon reps. I was like, yeah, I was like, we can do a, a fuck ton of stuff together. 
And I was like, you know, I'd love to do a live show with you guys. But the thing is, you can't, you can't do a live show for a team that sucks. So it would be nice if the Red Sox didn't suck next year. And, and, and there's, there's a chance that they might not suck. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still on the, the, one of the believers of the Red Sox uh, just having a good season out of nowhere. We just saw it. Like they do shit like that sometimes. They're just like, hey, by the way, we're, you know, we sucked last year. We're good again. No one expected us to be good this year, but we are good. And it doesn't make sense, but it just is what it is. Like that, that very well could happen in 2023. And it, and it all starts. It all starts with the signing of fucking uh, Joe, Jolie, what? Jolie's Rodriguez. Is it Jolie's? Jolie Rodriguez? Jolie Rodriguez. That's the guy that the Red Sox broke the ice. It's not their, It's not going to be their big signing. It's not going to be their biggest signing. But the fact that the Red Sox just came right out guns blazing and said, Jolie's Rodriguez is a free agent. We want him. We got him. Uh, it's a six-year deal, right? Sounds right. Yes, continue. It's a six-year deal worth $450 million. He's 31 years old. He's got like a four and a half ERA. It's match made in heaven. Lefty, right? Uh, this you're not. I feel like this is sarcasm. Are you not feeling that excited about this, Jared? About Jolie's? About Jolie Rodriguez? Yes. He was number one on my fucking list going into the offseason. I was, was like, he? all right, it's there's a loaded free agent class. You got Aaron Judge. You got Jacob Degrom. You got Carlos Rodon, but I swear to fucking God, if Heimblum doesn't lock down the big J Jolie's uh, Rodriguez, we need this guy. He's a character guy. He's a vibes guy. He's obviously got tremendous talent. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that he's a glue guy and the Red Sox need more, more guys like Jolie's on this team. And, it, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what about Xander? What about Devers? Jolie's. That's 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 where you start the offseason. Then you go pay Xander. Then you go pay Devers. This was always the first domino to fall. Heim strikes again. He gets his guy. That's just move number one in a series of many. I think you I think you put it perfectly. I'm interested. This S you're adding Jolie's. It's a Z. It's a Z. It's a Z. Mm hmm. What? Why? What? What uh, led you down the path of a Z? This sounds good. Okay, gives like him it. more attitude. All right, I'll be honest. I, I Jake, think yes or no on the Z? <laughs> yeah, I'm all over the Z. Yeah, Jolie's Jolie's Rodriguez. It sounds. It sounds right. Um, I don't know. I, I think the reaction. The Z man. The reaction on Twitter was crazy. <laughs> People were losing their mind. Going They're bargain. Pumped, right? Bargain bin bloom batted again. Listen, no, come on. You go back to last year. It's okay to have a couple lefties in the bullpen. The Red Sox had three when they started 2022, which was a little crazy. You know, between Diekman, Strom, and Davis, we know what Diekman was. I think Rodriguez, you look at him, he's a low leverage guy, someone who's going to work, you know, the sixth, seventh inning, middle relief, and hopefully be the second lefty. I still think you should go after Matt Strom or Andrew Chafin. Does he still want to be a fucking starter? Did he he give up on that pipe dream? Spear had it in his uh, column the other day. All the teams that have talked to Strom are only talking to him about being a reliever. So I think, I think the league has told him what he is. He knows. Um, But what I can't just be like, if you're a penguin, you can't just be like, I'm an alligator. No, you're not, dude. Like, I like Strom, but like, you're not 
you're not like elite, elite. You're good. You're fine. You get the yeah, job pretty done. Good. Pretty good reliever. You know? Love that no one's back. Yeah, you're not Garrett Whitlock who, you know, could actually start oh. and be a really effective major league contributor in a rotation, you know? Get the booze off. Get the booze off. I don't need that today. But you're I think just... if you're <laughs> if you're looking at Rodriguez and you're trying to say, right, like, oh, why do the Red Sox, you know, taking a chance on a guy who has a 440 ERA? The FIP, the FIP's 323. So we're, mm, we're in a positive spot there. The FIP. You're going to like the FIP. In the Baseball Savant the page, FIP. a lot of red circles. He oh, is great at limiting hard contact. 96th percentile average exit velocity, 91st percentile hard hit percentage, 95th percentile barrel percentage, and chase rate, 94th percentile. Generate soft contact, but he walks, guys. That's the problem. Got, is, where, where do you get Jolie's slotting in to this, uh, to this bullpen? Back end, or not back end, front end, I should say, like sixth, seventh, second lefty. I, I think he'll be kind of somewhat of a Hirokazu Sawamura role, Austin Davis, you know, first guy out of the bullpen when your starter goes five innings. Who can I call right now to get the fucking lowdown on this guy? He was just on the Mets. Yep, he was on the Mets and uh, didn't make the playoff roster or got taken off the playoff roster, I should say, because he had a shoulder injury. Had surgery, minor surgery after the season. So he should be good to go. Who do we know that's a Mets fan that doesn't work at Barstool? I feel like all my Mets fan friends work at Barstool. Oof. That's tough. That's tough. Um, and that's going to be a Jolie Rodriguez expert? Yeah. I, I will say Mets fans seemed kind of sad that he wasn't coming back. And it was because he was big for them in August and September. 23 innings pitch, 274 ERA, 237 FIP, 9.4 K per nine, 2.4 walk per nine, 2.4 for a guy who puts guys on the bases, 4.6 for the season for him to cut it down to that August and September. I think there was something he kind of figured out there. Jake, who, who are my Mets fan friends that don't work at Barstool? I mean, there's a couple DraftKings people. But Keith sucks. I, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, but. I don't want to talk to Keith right now. What about uh, Michelle Margot? Good work. She's the sideline reporter for the Mets. Joe, how do you spell Jolie's? J O L E Y Z. J O E L Y. And then you're added Z. Jolie's Rodriguez. Yeah, maybe I can get Michelle to call in. She'd be great. She'd be great. We love Michelle. Great girl. She helped me pick out the apartment that I live in. Okay. So she has a track record here. Do you want to come on the podcast right now? It'll be funny. Uh, She's going to... She's typing. She knows already. She was expecting this. She said, I don't know him that well. I've barely spoken to him. Well, that doesn't fucking help us. He seems like a talkative guy, too. Um, all right. Who else do I know that's a Mets fan? This is, this is a fun game. Who do I know that's a Mets fan? I feel I'm like just I just searching Mets in my text messages. See what pops up. Mm. 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 <laughs> N- 
None of these people are going to be helpful. None. Is there anyone on that beat? Tim Britton? Is he still on the beat over there? Tim Britton unfollowed me when he left the Red Sox oh. beat. I don't give a fuck about Tim Britton. Kicking him to the curb? Yeah, fuck him. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Tim, Tim Britton. Britton. Yeah. He unfollowed me the second that he left the Red Sox beat. Steve Buckley is, is a Mets fan. People forget that. To this People day? F- yeah. Yeah, he loves the Mets. A lot of Keith. God damn. Nah, I, don't, I, guess I, I guess I don't have as many Mets fan friends as I thought. This sucks. It's, a lot, it's like a lot of Kevin Clancy. In there. Alyssa Rose. Her dad is the uh, radio broadcaster for the Mets. Yeah. <sighs> you don't have Uncle Steve's phone number? No, I wish I did. I would talk to him all the time. Step it up. I would text him all the time. You want me to call him? Do you have his number? Yeah. Text him first. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Text him first. See if he wants to come on the podcast. I don't want and to then, or anything. Yeah. Scott Isaacs. I forgot he's a Mets fan. I think he's a, pro- he's a producer now at uh, Channel 6 or some shit. I don't know. I'm a bad friend. So so this is like Jared of like you know, another team, say the Astros, right? Uh-huh. Austin Davis signed there, and they wanted to have you on to talk about Austin Davis. What would you have <laughs> yeah. to say? Um uh, let me call Chris Catillo just so he can fucking not answer again. That piece of shit. He's such a piece of shit, this guy. Let's call him. You Chris Cl- Cattillo, oh, what a fucking loser. Is he in class? Who cares? No, no, because he asked me to. He asked me to to do the class the other night, and I was doing something. And I was like, "Yeah, like I'm. I'm sorry. I'd really love to do it, but uh, I'm in Texas or fucking Denver and whatever." I was like, "I'm just not." And he's like, "Yeah, I know how time zones work." Fucking asshole. Who else? Who else do we know that covers the Red Sox? That you can call? Yeah. Um, Pete Abraham? Yes. That would Unfortunately, be... I don't think I have a cell phone number. Let's call Dan Shaughnessy. Dan Shaughnessy? I, I could call Dan Shaughnessy and he would answer, but he'd be pissed that I called he, him for sure. He, he had some great insight on this move, actually. I thought that Did he? What did he say? The Red Sox will sign anyone who will agree to a one-year deal. I did ratio well. What did you say? Hold on. Did you I'm get still in shock ass? the Red Sox signed Trevor Story to a one-year deal last offseason. Typical bloom. We need, we need a new like Red Sox beat writer correspondent because honestly, Katio doesn't fucking deserve the pub that he gets on the show. Do you have anyone that comes to mind that you would put you know, quickly atop the list? <sighs> no, I don't really like anybody. I like Sean McAdam a lot, we, we, but we always talk about the Beatles. Like we don't really talk baseball. He unfollowed me on Twitter. He unfollowed me too. I think he, it might have been an accident. I think he just kind of. I mean, he's he's older now. I think he's <laughs> fucking. I mean, he definitely d- doesn't. It, to my knowledge, does not dislike me because every time that we see each other, we talk. Like I probably talk to him the most. But he did unfollow me. I, it's got to be a mistake. I'm gonna do uh, that. I'm gonna say the same thing so my feelings aren't hurt. Yeah. Uh, who? I, about, you know who I really like? I like Chad Jennings a lot. He's and we got the Bogart stuff. Maybe uh, 
Lupin too. You you got your sports hub baseball show kind of uh, family with Jen McCaffrey. I like Jen McCaffrey. I think there was a time where things got awkward because she was very anti barstool. I don't think she was anti me. Her and I uh, were friendly, but before I think I even went to barstool at least full time, and then I went there, and then she was like very anti barstool, and I was like, oh. So I just I don't bother with people that I think don't like me, but. She's always been very nice to me anytime that we've talked. I think I met her one time when she came in and signed her contract at the sports hub and I told her I was a big fan. Yeah, she's great. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I understand that it's Barstool is not everybody's cup of tea, but I, I, can, I have an extra layer of respect and appreciation for the people who can separate the two. Where it's like, oh, I may not like Barstool, but like, I like Jared. Cool. That's nice. Or if you don't like me for things that I've done and said, then like that's fine. But at least like make it something that I've done and said is the reason why you don't like me. It's fine. But Chad Jennings, keep- I'm gonna I'm gonna make friends with Chad. I like we've spoken a couple of times in person. Like he always says hi, but like I, we need to be like on texting terms. Like and I want him. I I I am voting for Chad Jennings to be the. Oh, we have a question. Let's call Chad Jennings, like the podcast guy. Okay, I, I think that's fair. Chad, he's been getting a like, you know, good amount of scoops. He breaks some news throughout. He's yeah. not one of the beat writers that never has anything to bring to the table. So yeah, I, I'd throw him in. I think he's fair. Yeah. But would uh Katillo take this personally? Do you think he's gonna be offended? Fuck him. Fuck him. Who cares? I'm concerned you know about ti- your friendship. Yeah, Jake. No, we're not friends. How many times did I call Katillo for this fucking show and, and that guy didn't answer? Yeah, he has a really bad pickup rate. Yeah. It's gotta be 15% over the last couple of years now. Like why why are we why are we uh tooting this guy's horn if if he's not reciprocating? And, and I'll also argue, has he ever picked up the phone in a nice way? Has, has no. he ever been like, hey Jared, how you doing? No. no. It's always negative. No. no. You could you could make the case because he's so, and forgive me for using this word, cunty, that he like this podcast might be the only reason why people give him some leeway. They're like, ah, you know, he's not so bad. He's he's in with those guys. He doesn't even answer our fucking phone calls anymore. So if he doesn't answer, he's you know what? He's in the he's in the fucking same boat as Evan Drellick right now. Wow. Like all all Katio needs to do is put out a story about the Red Sox breaking some rules, and he's fully dis- disconnected from from the Section Ten universe. So so it's like Pete Abe at the very bottom. Pete Abe is like a like a like a war criminal. He's okay. like the worst of the worst. Like you can't get worse than Pete Abraham. Uh, Evan Drellick, I still like Evan Drellick, the human being. My issue with, was with Evan Drellick, the journalist, who I called out, and I I stand by what I said. I stand. I just had the same conversation on Baseball Is Dead, the last episode. What was it, episode sixty one, Jake? This is sixty. But no, for baseball is dead. Oh, base, yeah, 61. Okay, 61. Uh, I said that when he like said the Red Sox were cheating and then he also had the report on the Astros, I was like, those came out because those were the markets that he worked in. If he worked in LA and Chicago, then the reports would have been about the Dodgers and the Cubs. It happened to be about the Astros and the Red Sox because that's where Evan Drellick worked. No one said that publicly besides me. I was the only person that put that together. I was the only person who was like, hey, like you guys want to come at the Red Sox and the Astros? That's great. But you know how many other teams were doing this? 
Look at the guy who reported it. It was Evan Drellick who worked in Houston, who had an axe to grind against the fucking owners. And then he went to Boston. He had an axe to grind against Dave Dombrowski. Everyone knows this locally. That's why those reports were what they were. So that, I had an issue with Evan Drellick, the journalist. I love Evan Drellick, the person. Uh, Evan Drellick and I, before all this happened, haven't talked to him since because he won't answer the fucking phone or anything. Uh, we used to like go out for drinks. We used to hang out. It, it, you know, we were pals outside, like it, like outside of work. But you know, you come at the Red Sox. That's that's my baby. That's priority number one. I, I put no friendship above my connection to the Boston Red Sox. Just doesn't happen. I think that's fair. And when you look at like Ken Rosenthal and those reports that came out, where just about all of them have admitted, you know, there's some, there was something going on across the entire league. This yeah. was a period with you know the sport and electronics and all this stuff hadn't caught up. So yeah, teams were taking advantage of it. And like you said, that's the link. And I think most people who are actually deep enough realize those connections. But it's sad because you sound like there's some real pain there. You are hurt. With Evan? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's sad that, that uh, I was right. And because I was right, he like our friendship doesn't exist anymore. We just have not spoken. We have not spoken. The last time I saw him in person was in the lobby in San Diego at the winter meetings. And that was after he had not picked up when we called him for the podcast. Like I had to confront him in person and be like, what the fuck? And he was like, oh, you know, like, like we have to let the story speak for itself. I'm not doing any like media appearances. I was like, this is not a fucking media appearance. It's section 10. We're just, we're calling you to fucking bust your balls. And that was it. It's gone. So I don't know. I haven't talked to him in years. I haven't seen him since that. That, that was, would have been December 2019. We're coming up on what, 19, 20, 21, 22, three years? Yeah, that's a long time. Long time. We used to do a TV show together. Yeah. Evan, if you're out there, fuck you. I'm just kidding. Love you, but you're, you're being a bitch. Is you're there a way to redemption here? Is there a way if he came on and admitted you were right, would that fix things? I don't, I don't need validation because I already know that I'm right. I don't need him to tell me that, that. If he had worked in other markets, then those would have been the teams that got exposed in, in some sort of cheating scandal. I don't like I, that's just the truth. Uh, I think what I would need from him is some sort of acknowledgement that he uh, should not have just completely been like, we're no longer friends because you called me out for this. How, they call me up and be like, hey, can we talk about this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, we could have had a conversation about it. He just completely ghosted me. He ghosted me. That hurts. No one likes getting ghosted. Especially when you're right. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate that. Of course. But Chris Cotillo, um, yeah, he, it's, it's almost like he, he wants the glory, but he doesn't want to do the work. Like he wants to be, he, he likes when people come up to him at Fenway and are like, oh, Chris Cotillo, blah, 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 blah. Like he likes being known in that space, but he doesn't want to play ball no more. He doesn't answer. And when and when and when we do call him and he does answer, he acts like it's an inconvenience to him. Which it, I I don't understand why because you know you think he'd understand the Fenway rundown. I see him putting out two episodes a week. Uh, I have listened to the podcast. Don't does wow. Don't just listen straight to the show it out there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Embargo. I, if that's what has to happen, that's what has to happen. Yeah, but is you know from one podcast. Have you ever to another, heard any useful information on that show before? Not as useful as you'll hear on this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Like, do they, uh, for example, on the, on the Fenway fucking whatever it's called, do they have Jake's takes on there? No, they definitely don't. No, they don't. New, 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 new. 
No, they don't. Jake, get me uh, Chad Jennings' fucking cell phone number. He's he's the new guy. It's between Chad Jennings and Jen McCaffrey. Maybe it's both. I feel like Jen. I don't. Would she come on? I don't know. Maybe she would. Maybe she would. What about Jason Mastronato? No. Definitely He's a no. Mets fan too. He's a Mets fan too. So why is it a no there? I, I, I need someone that's going to be in on the joke. I need someone that's like got a sense of humor. Uh, Steve Hewitt would have been great, but they just switched him to the fucking Celtics, right? Or the yeah, Patriots? basketball Celtics? guy now. Celtics. He would have been great. He gets it. He's in on the joke. Jen, I don't, I've, I don't know her personality enough to know that she would be in on the joke. Maybe. Maybe she would be. But Chris Cotillo, how many, how many fucking times? How many times are we going to call this, this guy before we get, before we get uh, an answer? Uh, I'd just appreciate, hey, like, I'll call you back. I'm in the middle of something. Anything. Not even one ring? Not one ring? Not even a ring. I mean, if you're if you're if you're answering questions in a where is it Boston College? I think so. Or BU? Not, that's just not as valuable to his career as as, as answering the tough questions on the show. Who else? I have, who else I is have, on this fucking list? One of my uh, interns at ninety eight five is in his class. Actually, I've heard mixed things. I've heard mixed. Yeah, it probably sucks. It probably Listen, sucks. Are my interns a fan of the podcast? So. It hurts him when he doesn't show up. It's terrible. Yeah, we need we need a we need a beat guy or girl to to be the official beat writer of the Name Redacted podcast. Because Chris Cotillo's out, Evangelic out, out. What about uh, Christopher Smith? If we pull another one, I like Christopher Smith. I it's like him. Yeah. He gets it. He's funny. He's also creative, something that Katio is not. <laughs> like I was in Oakland in 2018 or 19. Chris Smith was doing like like these little like video interviews. The like, you don't see that kind of effort from Katio. You've never Katio been... broke Katio broke fucking three stories in 2015 and he's been riding that wave ever since. Listen, I will I will say if we're talking Chris Katio, the MLB Daily Dish days, that was his prime. Yeah. Yeah. When he was 16, he's like 45 now. I hope he doesn't listen to this. I hope he does. He needs to know. He needs to. He needs to check himself. Is what he needs to do. Maybe he'll call back. Maybe we'll no, hear he from him in 20 minutes. When is, like, when is the last time that I called him? He didn't answer. And then he acknowledged it after the fact. Never. I don't even think you get a text usually. He doesn't even like text back being like, hey, like, you know, I'll call you back. Nope. Nope. On a day like today, where we have our, the biggest news of the offseason. Of all days. You have Jolie's uh, uh, J-Rod. Rodriguez. <laughs> you fucking, you get the guy and, and now you want to go into hiding on one of the biggest days of the offseason so far. Maybe it's just the fact that, you know, he didn't get the scoop. The Red Sox had to announce it. So what, what was Katio doing? never gets the scoop. You know who had the scoop? Me. And for those listening, I can confirm. Jared did uh, alert, alert the crew that something yeah. was about to happen. And did I send you the text I got yesterday? No. 
What'd you get? Yeah, yesterday. I knew about this. Yes, they signed him yesterday. Jared, and you didn't say anything to me. I was at the airport. You're as bad as Catillo. No. Yeah. No. Left me in the dark. No, dude. I I I got a text message yesterday. Uh, like, hey, heads up, Red Sox are signing a reliever today, and I was like, oh, cool. I'm trying to get my bags at the Denver airport. And then today, you know, hey, heads up. There's a there's an announcement coming. And I was like, oh, I, I know what that's all about. It was fucking Jolie's Rodriguez. I feel like you and Evan Drellick right now, but I'm you and your Evan Drellick. I could have sworn I could have sworn that I sent you guys the the message about yesterday jake jake let me just ask did you get anything yesterday no i didn't get anything yesterday hmm. who i mean i don't know who i would have sent that to maybe it i don't know well, obviously people you care more about than us uh if i scroll up and i text it the and fuck it just up, didn't go through S- scroll up no i didn't i don't know where i would have sent that i don't know where i would have sent that if not for you guys i trust me i give you everything i got I, I think this is a moment you just got to own where you like let everyone down. I let, I, I let everyone down yesterday. Play the booze. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm looking and I didn't send that to anyone. So it's not like it's not like I sent it to someone and, and like left you guys out of the circle. Uh, I... You know what probably happened? Because I know I was at the airport. I think I was boarding the fucking plane when when I got that text message. So maybe it was like, oh, like I'll I'll text it to him later. No, I that's not on me. You can't I walk it back. Can't walk it back. You just no, took- I just did. If I was in a more favorable position, um, I think I would have sent it to you guys. And you know that. I always give you my tips. I don't know anything anymore. I always give you... Jake, do I always give you my tips? Yeah, there has to be like some sort of extenuating circumstance for you not to give the tip. Right. Like, I think boarding a fucking plane... Airplane. Airplane is my excuse. Have you ever been on a fucking plane before, Tyler? I have been on a plane. Okay, the second that you get on an airplane, it's pretty much like it jams your phone. Like, that's why when you're in the air... And you have like texting or whatever, like you pay for like the Wi-Fi. If someone sends you a picture, it still says downloading. Like you can't see pictures when you're in the air. So when you when you're on a plane, you can't send, you can't receive or send pictures. And it was a four-hour flight. It's just crazy to me. Your plane didn't land until this podcast started. It is truly incredible that it that it took Jake, that long. Jake, I had I had the, the the tip yesterday, but did I not? Still give you the tip before it broke anyway? Yeah, you sure did. Yeah, I fucking did. Thank you. I didn't ask for this. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. I, I'm a good guy. I gave them the tip. I wanted them to be on the inside. Stop. 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 Turn it down. Stop. This is so I unnoble. Just, I just, I want it. I, trust me. Anytime that I get a tip, I make sure that you guys know it. And, and it is what it is. You're welcome. No, thank you. You're welcome for you know what? You're you're about to fucking join Katio. Oh, oh, don't, oh, don't 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 do yeah. me like that. Come yep. on. Yep. Come on. Yep. 
is you, you know, did me you, dirty and I was willing to forgive you and now you're going to do me dirty. No, I, I, did, I did no one dirty. Not on my team. If you're on my team, you, you get treated like gold and Katillo is not on my team. I don't know that guy. Anymore. Jake, do you have any suggestions for who should be the official beat writer of the Name Redacted podcast? I think we got to let this episode marinate and see if anyone steps up, takes the role. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel... I feel like that should definitely be the way to go. I think that, uh, like, uh, Pete P. Woo! Look, Pete P's in the house. Let's go. Hi, Pete. Pete Blackburn. Wait, you said that you were or were not doing the show? I said last week that I was doing the show, but I, I wasn't know. leaving. And yet. For some reason, Jake interpreted that as I'm not doing the show and that I'm, I'm not not worthy of an invite to the show. I'm looking I'm looking at the text messages right now. And yep. Jake said, are we trying to go for 5 p.m. tomorrow? I assume Pat's out. No one said anything. Hmm, this reminds me of something. No one said anything the rest of the night. And then the next text, text message was my tip this morning. Milliken responds with the eyeball emojis. And then we're talking about Jolie's Rodriguez. And then I said, I can go whenever. If anyone else can go earlier. Jake said, I can go in 20. Milliken said, Mm -hmm. 440 works for you guys? GPS has me getting back right at 430. Pat obviously says, I can't do it because he's fucking bum. And then at 517, you say, are you guys going? And I said, yeah, I answer your text message while I'm on the podcast because that's just the type of guy that I am. I'm there for my guys no matter what I'm doing. I was like, yeah, we are. And then Pete said, I never got the old invite. There's, there's two days worth of correspondence where Pete responds zero times where me, Jake, and Milliken are just like, hey, how about this podcast? Are we going to do this podcast? You want to do the podcast. I want to do the podcast. We all want to do the podcast. You know who doesn't say anything? Pete B. The only person. Even Pat took time to respond. And that fucking loser doesn't answer us ever. Okay, uh, I mean, you're not wrong. All that's Mm -hmm. fair. But Mm -hmm. I will also add that this is standard operating procedure because I rarely ever respond to anything in the group text. And even when I don't respond, uh, hey, we all in for the show. Jake usually hits me with a Pete, you in question mark. And then but I'll the respond fact, if I'm the directly fact that addressed. Jake has to or, do that. The, fa- the fact that you're such a diva <laughs> that Jake has to address the entire podcast and then separately be like, Pete, you coming, Pete? You're going to be you, Pete? Like, that's crazy that Jake has to do that. It's, it, it is. It's fair. But it's, I'm usually a game time decision. So I don't like to commit yes or no until the moment before we hit the, uh, hit the record button. So I was waiting for Jake to be like, Either either hit me with a you coming or just send me the, the link. Because sometimes I get the link even the, if I'm not coming. Sometimes he extends the link regardless. You're trying to say that you don't let us know when you're coming? <laughs> Typically, no. <laughs> That's Typically, crazy. No. <laughs> That's crazy. I will be more proactive in the group chat moving forward. A lot of people say that. A lot of people say that they'll be more proactive in, in the group chat and then what do they do they're not proactive they're not I probably proactive. won't be proactive either let's be honest no you won't and that's okay like as long as i know what to expect then then that's what i will adjust and be able to expect from you moving forward 
But to barge in here to a podcast that already started being like, what the fuck, guys? How could you start without me when we just had two days worth of message exchanges me, where you just I'm, didn't answer? I'm not offended that you guys started without me. It's okay. Nor should you be. Yeah. Well, what do you think well, about Jolie's Rodriguez? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a beat writer anymore. Who? <laughs> the Big J, Big Z. He were, he's uh, the Big Z, Z Man, Jolie's Rodriguez. Yeah. He's pretty. Do you, I know that you've been a fan for a while, but like, you're just kind of speechless that he's finally on the socks. Yeah, it's a real dream come true. I mean, yeah, something. I mean, I was I was getting worried that when at Thanksgiving they were like, "What are you grateful for this year?" I had nothing to be grateful for, but now Joel, what's his name? Jolie's Rodriguez. Jolie's Rodriguez. Now I can say I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm very thankful and very grateful that he's a Boston Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, they gave him six years. No, no, they didn't. Did they? Yeah, seven, 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 well, 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 seven, well. seven years. The option here. Wait, what? <laughs> Player option. So it's basically seven. Like he He's, can opt in. How much, how much money per year? Uh, oh like 24.5. That's not true. Get the fuck Take above Trevor Story. What's, what's the actual Trevor's contract? Six years. What's 24 and a half times six? <laughs> or it's basically seven with the option here. 24.5 times seven. 171.5 million dollars. <laughs> To Jolie's Rodriguez. <laughs> they basically told Xander we're not giving Wait, where's the, the contract coming from? It's a Z. I, why do you think he's called the Z Man? What? Jolie's. You're fucking with me. It's Jolie Rodriguez. Dude, you're going to come in here, Mr. Fucking Hockey, in the middle of <laughs> NHL. You're season, just trying to fuck with me right and now. And tell me how it's spelled or pronounced. It's on the B Ref page. B Ref. Right. Let me see. Check it out, dude. Read them and weep, bitch. <laughs> Not seeing mm-hmm. Z. Not seeing any Z-Man references. I mean, there's but- definitely been uh, Latin players where like, you'll get different spellings of their first name. Yeah. It's like their wrong. baseball card will sp- spell it one way and then you go to the ballpark and it's spelled a different way on the video board, spelled a different way on the back of their jersey. That's what happens in, uh, it happens in the NHL too when guys come from Russia usually. Usually there's a Russian pronunciation. They Americanize the name. Yeah. Well, I'm not Americanizing Jolie's Rodriguez. <clears throat> This poor guy is never going to have his name said correctly his entire time <laughs> with the Red Sox because of you. I mean, I, 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 have, I haven't had these conversations yet, but I promise you, if I get back in the booth with Nesson for a Jolie's Rodriguez appearance, that's how go. it's getting pronounced. It's got to happen. What's this guy's deal? <laughs> Jolie's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Formerly of the Chunichi Dragons. Oh, okay. 
Is that where, uh, did Okajima? No, Okajima came from, I want to say the Yoramiri Giants. Who came from the Junichi Dragons? Tozawa? No, Tozawa came from like the Industrial League. Yeah. Industrial League. Yeah. Is it just like a bunch of guys playing baseball in like a warehouse? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, pretty much. What team did you have Okajima playing for, Jared? The Giants, the Yoramiri Giants. Nailed it. Yeah. That's like Daisuke the beast, played the for the beast Seibu of the Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the what team did you just say? What was I trying the to? The Junichi Dragons. The Junichi Dragons. Uh, are you looking at a page where it's like notable MLB players? Maybe I'm no. looking year by year over here. Okay, I'm just looking at the MLB Trade Rumors dot com. Says he. I believe Hideki Matsui also played for the Giants. I don't know where you Darvish came from. You know, Kodai Sangas is his prodigy. Who did uh, Bobby Valen, mm-hmm. Valentine coach manage? Maybe, was, maybe that was the Giants, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Tyler, you're supposed to know this shit. Are you good, dude? Oh my god, that was almost the end. I'm okay. Uh, he he managed the Chiba Latte <laughs> Marines. That's I'm not happy a real you said that. Team. That's not a real team. Can someone tell me who fucking played for the Junichi Dragons? I know it's someone of note, but don't tell me. Be like, oh, I know who it is. And then do that thing where, like, yeah, make me guess. And he played for the Red Sox? I don't know. Oh, Julie Rodriguez played for him. Or for them. For the Dragons? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it. Is it someone that I should know? Yes. Red played Sox? for the Junichi Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, position player or pitcher? Position player. Uh... Um, are they actually Japanese or is it someone from actually America? Japanese. That, okay. Uh, the Junichi Dragons uh, was kind of a kind of hyped up. Didn't didn't work out super well. In, at um, least in the fucking MLB. Kaz Matsui. No. Kosuke Fukudome. Yes. Hmm. Cubs legend. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely did not pan out. No. Did Ichiro play for the Giants? Mm, no. That would I feel like that would have been the number one number one notable alum. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Ichiro might have played for the, the Your Mary Giants. He did not. Who he did he fucking for play the, for? The Oryx Blue Wave? That's not a real team. That sounds like a that's a fucking sick name for a team. The Oryx Blue Wave. That sounds, like a po- that sounds like a Pokemon and like their attack. Onyx. Like the Oryx sent Oryx performed Blue Wave. Who else was on this team? Carmelo Martinez. It's bananas that Ichiro played 
nine years in Japan before coming to mm-hmm. America. Yeah. He's a guy. Sure is. He was in the big leagues for like almost 20 years, right? Yeah. Like, uh, imagine getting 3,000 hits in the big leagues, and then you also had 1,200 hits in Japan. <laughs> Bananas. Yeah, that's stupid. How many years did he play in the big leagues, officially? Like uh, 19. 19. 19. Uh, Do you guys see the maybe video eight, of him? It might be 18, because he... Uh, mm, no, 19. You're right. Him and uh, Dice K were playing uh, in Japan recently. They were like in an exhibition game, and Dice K was playing shortstop, and Ichiro was pitching. It was beautiful. It's hilarious that uh, Ichiro had more home runs in Japan in nine years than in the major in the major leagues in nineteen years. Yeah, remember he won more home more run. He, to. he had one hundred and eighteen in Japan and one hundred and seventeen in the majors. Fuck yeah! I love Ichiro. Jake, book Ichiro. Get him on the podcast. Special exclusive interview with Ichiro Suzuki coming up next week on the Name Redacted podcast to talk socks. We're going to talk socks with Ichiro. What do you think Ichiro's favorite Red Sox memory is? Speaking of talking socks with Ichiro, you ever see that interview with Bob Costas? Yeah. (laughs) I saw that for the first time very recently. What what does he smell? He said like smells like Hold on. Uh, something like like two mice fucking in a wool sock or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> he was talking about the the weather in Kansas City, like how hot it was. Hot, hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outrageous. That sock sock with Ichiro. Who do you? If you were to ask Ichiro, what's your favorite Red Sox memory? What do you think he would say? Jesus. That's a really Like can you remember question. any great Red Sox memories happening against the Mariners? No. It was like a <laughs> moment, right? When like Dice K first came to the Red Sox and oh, yeah. he didn't they have like a yeah, moment yeah. together? Yeah. And everyone was like super hyped about that. Like the Japanese media like showed up and they were like, well, that whole year in 07 they did, but they were like filling out the entire ballpark. That would make Dice sense. K. That oh, was his. you'll you'll appreciate this, Tyler. So when I went to Denver, Colorado, to go to the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado, the home of the Blue Moon, um, I interviewed Mike Timlin, Ooh. who is a four-time World Series champion. His final World Series title coming with the. Oh, this is a trivia question. I mean, you should definitely know this. It's not the Red Sox? It is the Red Sox. Oh, I was about to say, did I miss something? The other came with the Blue Jays, right? Well, I'm saying his final World Series title came with the... 2007 Red Sox. 2007 Boston Red Sox. Tyler's favorite fucking World Series team of all time, even though it is the least favorite uh, amongst all other Red Sox fans. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, because... The Red Sox clinched that World Series title at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. We did a little uh, reminisce session about the 2007 Boston Red Sox. Was he as into them as I am? He was more fascinated than I remembered as much as I did. 
So 07 was forgettable to him. 07 was forgettable to the players who were on the team, Tyler. <laughs> I'm such a fraud. Like, seriously. Like, this is yeah, embarrassing. So it didn't even mean anything to them, but it meant something to me. I'm sure it meant something. Like, if we were to ask Dustin Pedroia, he would feel differently, maybe. But, like, so he's won four, four World Series titles. And I told him, I was like, all right, rank your World Series titles. And he ranked 07. He was on the team. Horrendous take, honestly, Mike. A horrendous take. You're better than Well, that. you have to figure, like, Mike Timlin was on the mound to close out a World Series with the Blue Jays. Then the Joe Carter World Series, and he was on the 2004 Boston Red Sox. Like, how could you put any of those but before he the was 2007 a, Red Sox? He was on the, 2000 Red, the 2007 Red Sox watching baby Dustin Pedroia, baby Jacoby Ellsbury, Bobby Kelty. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Bobby Kelty? Bobby Kelty was a G. Hitting home runs in the final game? Mike Lowell winning World Series MVP? Josh Beckett, who he was robbed of a Cy Young that year? He shouldn't have. What? He should not have um, uh, won the World Series MVP. Why? There's a couple that they got wrong. They got, they got uh, 2018 Steve Pierce. That should have been David Price. 2007 was Mike Lowell. It should have been Jacoby Ellsbury. Jacoby Ellsbury had like fucking 30 doubles in the World Series. 04 was Manny, right? Yes. That was correct. Mm. What do you mean? Mm. No, I'm just thinking in my head. I'm like going down Keith the Folk. list. Keith Folk could have been World Series. MVP. Uh, that's usually, and I believe there were a couple players on that team that thought Keith Folk deserved it over Manny. Um, I don't know. Who would you Why? have given it to in 07? Ellsbury? Is that that's your yes. pick? Yes. It's not crazy. He was ridiculous in that playoff run. Would Jacoby you be in Ellsbury. favor of changing it from World Series MVP to like Playoffs MVP. Playoff MVP. Yeah. Um, I guess, especially for the Red Sox, because they always just win it in four. So it's like, yeah. all right, we don't have a ton of sample size to go off of here. I'm always kind of a fan of using the bigger body of work. Jacoby Ellsbury in the 2007 World Series went seven for 16 with four doubles. He hit 438 with a 500 on base percentage and a 688 slug. He was kind of a and monster against the, against the Indians in the uh, the ALCS, wasn't he? Uh, he didn't go. He he didn't become like a full time player until halfway through that series. Really, like Coco Chris was the center fielder. Oh wow! Yeah, so he maybe like took I remember, over. Maybe in the I'm World remembering series. him like really emerging in the ALCS. I mean, he emerged when he like came up in August, like he was nasty. But then Coco was the center fielder in the playoffs until he wasn't. And then Jacoby took over and should have been World Series MVP. And it always goes like, back to the, uh, the Rangers moment, right? When he first came up, he beats the ground ball. What was it? To second base? I don't think anyone was that. <laughs> oh, I do. I've posted that on Twitter too many times. You remember that, that, uh, At the time, to have a player that fast in baseball was like broken. Remember Faso Carmona? God damn. Roberto Hernandez? Yeah. Yes. He's so, so much less cool when he became Roberto Hernandez. Yeah. Dude, Faso Drusso. Carmona is such a cool name. I want to say David Ortiz had a walk-off home run off of Fausto Carmona. I believe at the time he was still Fausto. Yeah. Uh, uh, in 2006, the dead center. As a reliever. That's when he was a reliever. And then he became a starter after that. Him Shout and out CC were like the two-headed monster in Cleveland. 
in 07. Jared, can yeah, I call you out for a second? Please. Okay. Mike Lowell in the World Series in 07 hit yeah. 400, had a 500 OBP and an 800 slugging. Okay. That's not as good as Jacoby. What was Jacoby's OPS? Was it over 1,300? It was, it was 1,188, but the batting average was better. The on-base percentage was the same. And he hit one home run. Like that was How many doubles did Mike Lowell have? Uh, three in that series. Okay. Jacoby Ellsbier had four, and I think three of them were in one game. That's taking points away. How many times did Mike Lowell strike out in the World Series? One. And he was intentionally walked once, so that cancels it out. So it's basically zero. Mm. I'd have to... Tyler's making a pretty good case here. 400 to 438, 500, 500. It's a wash. Then like his slug percentage was better because he hit one home run. Ellsbury didn't hit a home run. It counts. Home runs and automatic. And the and defense, Ellsbury had like three game-saving catches in that World Series, including the second out in the ninth inning in the fucking clincher. He had to like dive up against the wall to get the second out of the ninth. I'm not disrespecting Mike Lowell's glove at third base. In a one-run game. I'm sorry. I'm not taking it away. I'm not Jacoby disrespecting Mike defense. Jacoby Ellsbury, 2007 World Series MVP, overturned. <laughs> 15 years later, not buying that. congratulations, Jacoby Ellsbury, the 2007 World Series MVP, uh, would go on to play until the 2013 season with the Boston Red Sox, where he would win another World Series. Um, so, yeah. And then never was, heard from uh, again. Sad. Huh? Never saw him again. No. Uh, love to Jacoby Ellsbury, who, after robbing the Yankees blind, came back last year, rocking a Red Sox jersey. That's when I met him in person for the first time. Actually, no, for the second time. Obviously, he doesn't remember the first time. That was is like he? I feel like he's one of those personalities people are like so weird about. Like you know, some people hated him for so long. They said like he was kind of like not a baseball guy. Like how how would you view him? Uh, super nice, but you could tell that he was like a broken man. Like you could tell that the confidence wasn't quite there. Like I think I don't think that he felt quite comfortable coming back to Fenway. Uh, I think he was happy to do it because of the rift with the Yankees. Like they just absolutely like we talked about that on section 10 when it was going down. Jacoby Ellsbury was still on the team and they gave away his jersey number. Like there was someone in spring training wearing his jersey and number uh, while he was still on the roster. So things obviously got very, very bad between him and the Yankees. So I'm sure he was very happy to come back. Um, a, 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 a close friend of Dustin Pedroia's and it was his retirement ceremony slash retirement party. Um, but obviously, as a fuck you to the Yankees, who I believe that's who the Red Sox were playing that night. So, yeah. Uh, but you could tell like when I met him that like he just didn't have that same... <laughs> con- sh- 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 God bless you. Did Thank you hear you. that? I tried yeah. to mute. No, it didn't come close to muting. Oh, fuck. Hate for effort. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it hopefully, I mean, I, I just hope he's happy. You know, obviously it's, uh, that's a weird situation when you win a World Series in your rookie year 
And then you should have won an MVP in 2011. You win another World Series in your walk year and then sign a huge contract to go to the New York Yankees and just absolutely flame out and it's what it is what it is it's like you know like if you're if you're a major league baseball player i think a lot of these guys have trouble accepting the 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 life-changing money that comes their way and a lot of guys are like fuck you like i earned every penny of that and i feel like ellsbury is on the end of the spectrum where it's like oh i don't deserve that and he probably would be correct like i think if it was from the red sox it would have been like, oh, well, you know, I gave you all those years where uh, I was getting paid dog shit, but so I'm happy to like, whatever, like I'll take it. But from a completely new organization to make all that fucking money and contribute less than nothing. Yeah, that's I'm sure that that's a tough pill to swallow. But yeah, the first year was pretty good and decent I'll first throw, year. Yeah, I'll throw in like when he signed that contract, like I, I think we all appreciated Jacoby for his time here and. 2013 his hand or wrist was busted or whatever in the world series and he's playing through it like yeah no one wanted to give him that contract here yeah. i felt like when the yankees threw that money it was desperate number one they knew they were trying to make some kind of splash or impact but it was like all right well some crazy teams throwing a ridiculous bag at you hoping 2011 jacoby ellsbury is we, we got one year of that yeah only one year i remember being like i'm glad the red sox didn't give him that contract but i was mm-hmm. upset that the yank that he was going to the Yankees. Like, I, I wish that anybody else had given him that contract and I would have been very happy for him on the way out the door. But I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to the Yankees. God damn it. Was it his first game back that he hit the... Went off. Was it off the top? Or did it end up going out? I just remember him going off against the Red Sox every time he fucking played them. Yeah. Like, even when he sucked. All I remember is David. I think he was... I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but David went out when he got to like second base, was waving to him like crazy or something like that. I don't know. He always seemed like a super well-liked guy. And I feel like people tried to always push the narrative that it wasn't exactly that case. Like he was a, you know, kind of like a diva type of guy. Anyway, teams out there looking at Ellsbury. He's talking trash. Here's Steven Drew. That was a lost quote. Ortiz at second base. Yelling out to Ellsbury, who is in center field as a Yankee, calling him a rich bitch. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's great. It's only because he can't remember his name. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And that was talking Jacoby Ellsbury, who I want to have on the podcast. I feel like. That would be a fascinating conversation. I don't know that he cares to have the conversation. I don't know that he wants to revisit a lot of that time in his life. Like he might be completely moved on from baseball and not give a fuck and not want to talk about it. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. But it, from the way you phrase it, does he think like Red Sox fans hate him? Like, yeah. Which is still like I understand. Like you look at the Johnny Damon situation, which you know he was put in a tough spot as well. But with Jacoby, it was even more like. I don't know. I don't remember anyone being like, fuck you, Jacoby Ellsbury, for going to the Yankees. No, but I think Red Sox fans definitely took a victory lap with his failures, for sure. But but I also think that like that wouldn't have happened had he gone anywhere else other than the Yankees. Like If he Correct. went to the Seattle Mariners and flamed out, I don't think people would be like, see, Ellsbury sucks. I don't and- know that it would have been as strong, but I think 
Red Sox fans probably still would have done it because of the the injury like narrative when he was here. Like people being like, "Oh, he's a pussy. He doesn't play through pain." And like he gets injured and he stays on the uh, DL longer than you know he should have. And like even like his teammates called him out for that while he was here. So I think that that gives validity to the whole like, "Oh, you won't play through injury and like you're a pussy and blah blah blah." Like that was a big thing while he was with the Red Sox. Obviously. Going to the Yankees magnifies the, uh, I guess the the aggressiveness <laughs> with with the Red Sox fans coming at him. But I think even if he went to the Mariners, he still would have gotten shit from Red Sox fans because they were like, "Yeah, you're a fucking pussy," and blah blah blah. Like it just would have happened. But it, it like when when I first approached him, so he was leaving. Like I didn't want to bother him, so I was at Dustin Pedroia's retirement party which was after the Red Sox game. It was like in like this like private room or whatever, um, like on like a deck. And I'm just minding my own business. Like I know my place. Like I'm, I'm not like a lot of these guys probably haven't seen each other in a while. Uh, it was like Mike Lowell was there. A lot of 07 guys were there. It was like Pedroia, Ellsbury, Lowell. Uh, Cora came up after the game and like he was like chopping it up with them. Um, and... I didn't, I didn't speak unless spoken to. I was mostly talking to like Heim and uh, uh, the Levinson brothers, who are Pedroia's agents. They're also John Lester's agents, uh, Seth and Sam. So Ellsbury goes to leave, and I was like, "All right, well, if I'm gonna like talk to him, like now's the time." So I, I started to walk up to him, and I think he thought I was gonna like bombard him or something. And, and like motherfuck him or something like he was like hey what's going on <laughs> like he was not like he didn't seem like uh i don't know i don't know like just it, it was but i think after i kind of started talking to him being like friendly and obviously like uh i have i have no issue with jacoby else but he was super nice to me like i reminded him i was like hey you, we met each other like 10 years ago you were super nice like like back then, like you were the, one of the only players that remembered my name. Um, did I get involved in the Jacoby Ellsby hatred when he went to the Yankees? Yeah. Yeah, I did. But I think if if you played here, you should have some sort of level of understanding of that where it's it's not personal. It's Red Sox Yankees. Yeah. I mean, if there's like a if there's a, a player that signs a big money deal and goes from the Red Sox to the Yankees, that is 100% part of the part of the whole thing. It's going to happen every time, and it should happen every time. I don't ever want to see a day where like a prime free agent goes from the Red Sox to the Yankees or the Yankees to the Red Sox, and everybody's like, yeah, okay. I don't want that. I want death threats. <laughs> Adam yeah. Adovino escaped that. Adam Adovino, I feel like everyone just forgot about him being with the Yankees once he got here. I don't know if it was because he was just a reliever or what. He arrived. Well, wouldn't say that was a prime free agent. No, probably well, not. He, he, that line. was a trait, remember? Yeah, him and Franklin Herman. That was fucking wild to just trade a pretty good relief. And Coley had the best take on it. He's like, you, the Red Sox should take that personally. The Red Sox, like the Yankees basically told the Red Sox, we don't think that you're a threat to us. Like, we'll trade you a pretty good reliever. Fuck it. And they did. And then they ended up eliminating them. That was one of the more under spoken about 
narratives was that in the same year that the Yankees traded Adam Ottavino to the Red Sox, being like, here, take one of our better relievers. We don't give a fuck. You guys aren't going to do shit. And then the Red Sox eliminated the Yankees from the playoffs. Good times. You know what else is good times? When I'm drinking Blue Moon, especially in Denver, Colorado, which is where the Sandlot Brewery is, as you know. Baseball season's over, but you can feel that ballpark nostalgia with the Blue Moon. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. We love it. Blue Moon is one of a kind experience, and it isn't just for baseball season. It's also perfect for the holiday season. Pete Blackburn is going to be walking around Thanksgiving, just drinking Blue Moons, probably wearing some suspenders, some Santa pants, but like shirtless with the suspenders, but like drinking Blue Moons. Why would you be dressed up as Santa on Thanksgiving, Pete? Uh, Because... Thanksgiving sucks and Christmas is better. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. It's a good point, kid. It's bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots will make your holidays unique and flavorful. Speaking of flavorful, I was at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. There's another brewery. There's two Blue Moon breweries in Denver, Colorado. The second one is bigger. Um, and they have a bunch of unique flavors. And I I I'm not pimping them out for an ad read. I'm pimping them out because they were delicious. And if you're in Denver, you should go there. But they actually had an iced coffee beer. And you drink it and you're like, I can't. Like, it's, you know, uh, the, the uh, green needle. And what's the other one? You know what I'm talking about? There's the video where if you read the oh, word, yeah. like that's what it sounds like. Yeah. If you if you if you put in your head, this is iced coffee, then it's iced coffee. If you put in your head that it's beer, then it tastes like beer. Green Needle or Brainstorm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what this beer is like. You just drink it and it's like, oh, this is iced coffee. And you can just suck it down. It's actually uh, amazing. But they do have it there. They don't sell it in stores, but they do have it. From its refreshing flavor. With Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian white. uh, Belgian style wheat ale is one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind, best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color? A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Enter for a chance to win an exclusive blue moon paper shoot camera to immortalize those unforgettable holiday moments. Make sure your holidays are brighter than ever with blue moon. Get Blue Moon delivered and enter to win an exclusive paper shoot camera at get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared. Blue Moon made brighter. No purchase or celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of 50 US <clears throat> DC. 21 plus only begins 11 1 2022 and ends 12 31 22. Includes four entry periods. For rules, visit bluemoonholiday.com void where prohibited message and data rates may apply this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um okay. 
Jake, we brought back down on the DM? Yeah, we got DMs. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, Tyler, you said that there were things that we needed to hit on. It's a new segment called All the Shit That Tyler Saw This Past Week That I Missed. And go. So uh, I think there were two. In this one, you did catch on this morning as well from Chad Jennings. Put out like a roster projection, whatever. There were a couple nuggets in there. You know where I there. saw that? Your Twitter. Oh, did you? Look mm-hmm. at that. Boom. Yeah. So, but yeah, Chad Jennings had a little thing in there about Bogarts because he did project Bogarts to be on his roster. And this was the quote. Right now, Xander Bogarts is a free agent, but I still think the most likely scenario is the Red Sox find a way to re-sign him. My understanding is that all their public comments are not merely pandering. Now, you throw that alongside Spear, who you know has reported the last couple of weeks that in talking to other agents, the Red Sox have made it very clear that Xander Bogarts is priority A for them. And then in his column a couple of days ago, where he talked about the Red Sox staying out of the way of the top pitchers on the market, that once again... Their focus is on Bogarts and Evaldi right now. So everything is lining up to say that the Red Sox are continuing to show everybody they want Xander Bogarts. Do you believe that? Ever, I've yet to see a beat reporter or anything else from, you know, some you know, other outlet, someone in Philly or whatever it may be, say the Red Sox aren't working or trying to focus on getting him back. So it feels like that's the message. Does that mean they're going to get it done? Plenty of question there. Who knows what Dave Dombrowski is going to step in and try to do here? Or, you know, could it be the Dodgers or the Cubs? But I do think the Red Sox have their sights set on Bogarts because at least whatever the public comments are, we know behind the scenes they're acting the same way. So are they really just publicly acting one way and then acting the same way behind the scenes and trying to fool everyone? I don't know. I don't find that very likely. Um, I think where I arrive on this is more on the... Like the no shit end of it, where uh, like no shit, the Red Sox want Xander Bogarts back, but I don't know that like a report that like that being like yeah, like the Red Sox really do want him back. Like okay, cool, you're confirming that it's not just a facade that they actually want him on the team. No shit, like who wouldn't want Xander Bogarts on their team, especially if they were a, a big market, big payroll type team? Yeah, no shit. So unless it's unless it's a report that says kind of kind of like what the Aaron Judge thing with the Giants, right? Like Aaron Judge goes to San Francisco, has a ton of like John Morosi called them like very highly productive meetings with the San Francisco Giants. Can Until you, you imagine- can tell me something like that other than the Red Sox just really want him back? Cool, man. Did you fucking call him? Did you make him an offer? Did you have meetings with them? Were they productive? Are we making progress? Like until you can answer any of those, then I don't give a fuck. I don't care that the Red Sox. Are, oh, they they really really want him back. Awesome. We know. We've known that. We've been had knowing that. So until we hear about some progress, it does nothing for me. What is? I'm what sure is it does a, nothing for a lot of people listening as well. Meeting mean though. Like what is? What does that mean? And I will say that word productive. That's what. Uh, Sam Kennedy called, you know, the extension offers they gave Bogart slash conversations. He called them productive talks like that could that could literally mean that he just didn't shit in his hand and throw it at them like Ooh, it, was, it was pretty productive. We didn't piss him off. It, 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 we didn't piss him off. I think that's it, especially when he felt like he was slapped across the face. But yeah, Jared, I, I think, like you said, it's great to continue to hear the same idea over and over. I think some people are like, well, if that's the case, why haven't you already signed him? Well, no, he's going to draw it out now because the Red Sox 
you know, chose to draw it out over the course of an entire season. So now he's going to let his market get out there and see. But I don't know. It seems like everything the Red Sox are doing right now is Bogarts and Evaldi. Like, focus on bringing those guys back, and then we'll start to turn our focus to the rest of the team and figuring things out. Which is kind of scary because there's a lot of work to do over there. I'm, and I'll be honest, I'm not growing impatient. I'm not antsy. I'm not, uh, I, I'm, I'm just very neutral, very steady. I'm not panicking about this. I'm not confident. I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm, just, I'm comfortably, patiently waiting is what I'm doing. That's, that's my status right now as far it's, as Xander Bogart's going. Yeah, it just feels like the entire market isn't really moving. Like, you know, we had a couple of relievers come off the board. Um, and, you know, you look at Suarez, he went back to the Padres. Rafael Montero went back to the Astros. And then Edwin Diaz never actually truly hit free agency. Rizzo stayed with the Yankees. Tyler Anderson, he's really the only legit name that has went to a new home. And that was kind of a QO force decision where he had to choose, am I going to stay with the Dodgers or am I going to take, what, three years and 39? So I don't know. I, I think everything like some people are panicking. Like there's some people that are already like, oh, Who? there it is. The Red Sox are already, you know, not getting anything done. They're kind of sitting on their ass. The reality is nobody's really gotten anything done except the Angels, who once again make no sense, and everyone's kind of looking at them and wondering why they're not focusing more on pitching overall. Who the fuck is panicking? I, Red Sox. Like I think Alex Spear and it was Ed Hand. Ed Hand had put out a tweet like telling people to calm down, and Spear kind of reiterated it. He's like, "This is what this is. You know what I mean? This is the baseball off season." Like, like acting like the Red Sox are behind the eight ball or something like that is just crazy right now. But I think there are a lot of people who are just saying like, oh, here's bargain bin bloom. He's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. And they're going to be in the situation they were, you know, going into this year where they got kind of caught in a weird spot a week before the season started. And we're over the luxury tax with, you know, legit holes on the roster. Alex Spear is also a great candidate for the official podcast uh, beat writer. <sighs> It's because he's hilarious and he has a great sense of humor. But the thing is, he's also very professional. So he'll, if you know him personally, he'll let you in on like the funny side of Alex Spear. But I don't know that he would come on the podcast to be funny, Alex Spear. But but he's like, a good dude, very fun. Nesson Booth, like when he stat Masterson, like I feel like that's mm-hmm. the version of Spear we would like. Hmm. Hmm. Pete, who do you like on the beat? You. I'm not a beat writer. Catillo. Ooh. Sower spot. Catillo, McCaffrey. Anybody but Pete Abe, I guess. Jared, are you going to tell Pete what happened? What about me kicking out Catillo? Yeah, banning yeah, He's up. We called him. He didn't answer. Um, he's absolutely he's he's done. So we're looking for a new podcast beat writer, someone that we can call when we need questions answered. Yeah, well, me and Katio have a couple things in common. Both short kings. Uh, he's not both. A king. Both not invited on the podcast anymore. I guess. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. Care to comment, Jake? You've been awfully quiet. I mean, it's just insane to say that I need to text you twice to come on. Thank you. <laughs> it hasn't been insane the 9,000 9, other times you've done it. I feel like this one was pretty clear that you weren't coming. That's not true. That's your own assumptions. If you don't say anything. I usually never say usually something. do. I just like to click that link when you send it to my inbox. Sometimes the strongest relationships are when words don't even need to be said. Wow. Wow. Do we watch <sighs> the other news? What other, what other fucking news do we have, Tyler? So we had the Raphael Devers extension talks. It seems, I don't know, it depends what side, glass half full, glass half empty, but John Heyman on MLB Network the other day, you know, his report when he talked about Devers in the extension talks, yep, boom, uh, was that it was Austin Riley money. He put a number on it of about 220 or so that the Red Sox offered him that. And Devers? then we, yes, uh, so 220 million. The years are obviously the big conversation there. Uh, but then we had Marino Pepin, who, you know, we know Spanish play by play for the Red Sox. We have talked about him on the podcast a little before. He dropped a report later that day that it's about a $50 million difference between the Red Sox and Devers. So somewhere in the middle is the truth, you know, 80 million because we know Devers wants three. Is it 50? Uh, John Tomasi came out and, you know, viewed it as really good news saying, well, 80 million, that's not a big gap. That's something they can kind of figure out. Because, you know, if you start to put the pieces together, he's, you know, you're not offering Devers or I would hope not, you know, a $21 million salary like Austin Riley got for that 10 years, 212. It's probably 220 over, you know, seven or eight. And Devers wants to get it up to 10, 300. Which if you're hoping for, you know, to find a middle ground, that should be pretty easy. That shouldn't be a hard deal to kind of come together on. Hmm. But are is Devers sitting there and saying, all right, well, we're pretty far along. Talks are going well. And that was part of uh, Marino's report as well, saying, you know, the conversation's still flowing. Is he waiting for Bogarts before he kind of bends the knee a little bit? Yeah, I think that that's fair. Or at least maybe not to sign, but some more clarification on, like, maybe that's not on the Red Sox side of things. Maybe it's on Bogarts side of things. It's like, yeah, you can move forward. Like, like he, he could, like, Bogarts could get to a point in his, conversations with the Red Sox where he feels confident enough where it's like, all right, we're, we haven't agreed on anything yet, but we've gotten to a point where like, we're going to get there. Like, and we're focused on getting there. We're not there yet, but like, we're going to get there. And then Devers can proceed. So <clears throat> I love how this is playing out. I, I fucking, I, I have never felt smarter. And like, yeah, I, the two are intertwined. They are linked. And I, I knew the Red Sox were underestimating that. All along, for the last year, I knew that they were being very stupid and thinking that they wouldn't have a direct impact on each other. And that's where we're at. Say um, we get the Bogarts extension, I don't know, let's call it two weeks from now, three weeks, mm-hmm. you know, right mm-hmm. around the winter meetings time or whatever. Yeah. Do you think Devers, that deal gets done within like, you know, a week or two? Do you think we have a shot at the dual presser best friends staying in Boston? Put it this way. If they sign Bogarts on December 5th and we don't have a press conference within a week, it's because they know the Devers is getting done. Hmm. 
would that be the most electric press conference ever? Yes. Besides when <laughs> Johnny Price Damon one. and Manny Ramirez did a press conference for the Tampa Bay Rays. That was sick, too. What about the David Price one? David Price say. one was fucking awesome. That was a good one. Did you know about this one, Tyler? Do you know your Section 10 history? The David Price one? Yeah. Yes. I I remember the whole buildup with the bunk beds and everything. And as a major David Price guy, I was very happy that you were buying in and David Price giving you the shout out during it. Legendary. Legendary. How how old are you then? 16? Yeah, I was in. uh, So what? Going into 20. What? I was a junior in high school. Yeah. Junior in high school. I remember actually, if I can recall correctly, mm-hmm. I think I listened. Maybe it was. Did you guys drop an episode that day or the day after? David, something- uh, you've been very active on social media as a player. I'm curious how your interactions with Red Sox fans have changed since this news broke compared to before. You can first uh, of all. Well, it's changed a lot over the years. I mean, uh, Jared and I, we didn't. <laughs> well, he wasn't very fond of me, but you know I never had a problem. But now, you know, that, that guy's asked me to come stay at his house. We'll get bunk, we'll get bunk beds, and, you know, all that type of stuff. That's crazy to me that like that was his introductory press conference, and that was it. We did not do any content together mm-hmm. during his entire Red Sox tenure. So it was cool. Like he. Um, I want to say it must have been when I came to DraftKings. He reached out, which was cool. Uh, he was basically just, you know, like it's cool. It's been cool to like see your career trajectory because like we like we started talking shit back in 2013. Yeah, he said, "Cool seeing you on TV and moving up in your world." What a guy. Dopest part about it was your kicks yesterday. Super fresh. Hope you're doing well. That was when I, that was, must've been when I was on MLB network. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you go back, there's a tweet. I might've tweeted you that day. And I think we had an interaction (laughs) or something like that. Like where you actually responded to me. I was, you know, a dumb high school. Um, but I remember we had some kind of interaction right around that time. I saw it when I joined the podcast. I can't remember exactly what it was though. But it was kind of wild to look back at. I'm going to search your tweets right now. Did you ever talk shit about me? No. <laughs> no. I promise you. You can look. You can check the receipts. I remember I was listening to... Okay. The first time you tweeted me was in 2014. I, dude, I t- I've, been, <laughs> I've been out here, dude. I was Jesus out Christ. I, I am I am in that... Uh, I was a fanboy. You know, I was out here. Damn. Yeah. You said I was the goat in there you 2015. Go. Here we are now, seven years later. Break out the Okajima jersey. You just signed a minor league deal with the Orioles. Wow. I tweeted that? Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Embarrassing. Which baseball writer or media personality most influenced you? Who the fuck is Ben Lindbergh? Oh my God, from Effectively Wild. That, that was like for a long time, that was like the first podcast I ever got into. They were a baseball perspectives originally, then fan graphs. I think they're Patreon now. Huh. He said, ah, uh, The Ringer. Oh, okay. But I would call that a different, a different era. 
of Tyler Milliken. Got it. That was Pete. like, uh, you know, the educated, like the uh, try-hard analytics side. Pete, Pete was one of my biggest influences. Mm. That's wild. I mean, think about it. Like, you, you built my fucking website. Uh, you basically got me to start Section 10 with you. Yeah. That was you being like, let's do a podcast. If you didn't do that, I don't think I would have been like, hey, I want to try to figure out how to do a podcast. Uh, you introduced me to my steroid dealer from your many <laughs> years of doing steroids. That's uh, not true. That part is false. No, that's unequivocally. true. Never done steroids. Me neither. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I I actually have never done steroids. You Sam, you know you on the other hand, agree to disagree. Yeah, just a couple, couple of definitely never done steroids guys just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Down in the deal, bitch. It goes down in the deal. It go down. It go down in the deal. First one we got coming in from Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Can oh. Tyler and Jared fight about Whitlock as a starter for another 20 minutes, please? <laughs> <laughs> I will say the amount of people that like the way you mocked me. It, I don't know. Even when you did it, it was kind of funny. So people I took great pride. Coming. People took pride. in it. It's okay. It, listen, for the people that are against the Garrett Whitlock starter crew, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. Listen, Sorry. sometimes you have to be bald or bold and not scared to be wrong. You know, mm-hmm. the the tough decisions are not always the most popular side of history. So right. I, I don't mind. Some people agree with you. Tall. Some people agreed. I agreed. You know, I mean, I, I, like I was my next point was a lot of those people are fucking stupid, but a lot of people <laughs> did agree. with you. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'll never push back on anybody calling me fucking stupid. But mm-hmm. it's, well, I believe just to put that out there, Garrett Whitlock, six out of nine start to give up two runs or fewer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, something to think about. I'm not. Wait, did you say move in, move him to the starting rotation? Yes. Oh, so no, I agree with Jared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, so you're, you're a really smart guy, Pete. I've always said that yeah. about you. Yeah, for sure. You're one of the smartest guys I know. I'm so stupid, I don't even remember my own opinions. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't get the proper bullpen help, and I saw people friggin' putting this in the subreddit, if they don't do or if they don't take care of the bullpen the way it needs to, then he should be in the bullpen. But mm-hmm. if you do take care of the bullpen, give him a chance to start because he's probably going to be a mid rotation starter. Mm-hmm. Next one. Uh, this comes from Julian. Hey, Julian. Not to be a downer, but do you guys ever see Chris Sale pitching a near full season for us ever again? No. It's a no for me, dog. I don't know. I, I don't think it's impossible. There's been, we've watched pitchers in recent years. Corey Kluber couldn't stay healthy for multiple years in a row. I think last year it was a freak thing. Like as much as you want to kind of jump down the Chris Sale road and everything that happened, his finger got snapped. Like we're, we're talking, we're talking about he would have like the second half of the year. That was like one of nineteen injuries that he had last year. Of course, yes, but you know we're talking when it came to Chris Sale, a guy who needed you know Tommy John. Answer surgery, the question right? honestly: Is he, he going to pitch hundred eighty innings ever again for the rest of his career? Uh, no, I won't okay. go hundred eighty innings. But how many? That's a full season. Today's game. How is it phrased, Jake? A full season. Full season. Okay. Yeah, full season. So, like, I mean, like, for him, 200 innings is a full season. I'm even going to lower it to 165 innings. You think he's going to pitch 165 innings for the rest of his career in, in a single season? 
I think he'll pitch. I think he'll hit 150 innings again. It's probably not going to be this year because let's be real, he's not going to be. But I do think we'll get a year of this. I would have more. I would have more confidence if if he weighed more than me. But he's like six foot four, six foot five, and weighs like 140 pounds. Wow! How does a dude who's five two? Uh, attain enough muscle mass to weigh more than a six sick prof- professional athlete, Pete. A commitment to the gym for like mm. a decade plus. Mm. Commitment. What kind mm. of commitment? Financial. Yeah. Black I market. Get, I buy protein and mm-hmm. protein, protein membership. Gym mm-hmm. membership. Yeah, so it's what called else? hard work and not, not hard work. shortcuts. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's what people who take steroids say. I mean, people who take steroids do commit to the gym and stuff. Like sure. you have to. You just can't take steroids and get jacked you without going to the gym. Know a lot but, about steroids for a guy that doesn't take steroids. Yeah, I go to the gym a lot. I'm around people that do steroids. I just mm-hmm. don't do them. I mean, neither. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Next question, Jake. This one comes from Kevin. Hey, Kevin. As someone born in 1999, I fully understand and endorse Tyler's take on the 2007 World Series. That was my first year of being a competent fan. Probably many such cases. Sorry, Jared. That's fine. No, that's not the incorrect take. Like if you, if that's like your first memory of the Red Sox, I get why that's specialty. Uh, like kind of how, why like I hold 2018 in such a high regard is because it's special to me. Like that was a very big year for me. So yeah, like obviously you can't rank anything above 2004. But if to that, if they, say the Red Sox won the World Series in 1986 and 04 didn't have the 86 year drought aspect to it, I would probably put 18 as number one. Even with like the comeback, I don't know. I'd consider that. So I, I, if that's your first like core memory, Red Sox core memory, no problem with you putting seven up there. But if you lived, if you were like old enough to feel and experience all four, then no one's putting 07 first. The only people that I know that would put 07 first are the ones that like worked for the organization and like had very, uh, were very instrumental in putting together that 07 team. Like Raquel, if we asked her, I bet she would put 07 either at or near the top. Next question. Uh, this comes from Tyler. No. Why? Why is Garrett Cole the best speech giver of all time? I mean, he's just a fearless leader. I mean, the guy obviously uh, uh, he's a he's a leader of men. Definitely not insecure at all. Like, if you're going to give a great speech, you can't be insecure. And I, if I know anything about Garrett Cole, definitely not insecure at all. Very confident guy. So that's that's where it really comes from. And, you know, if I'm thinking with what Alec Manoa said the other day, I don't think that will be in Garrett Cole's head at all moving forward. I don't think he's thought about it. I don't even think he cares or has watched the video. I think he'll just come right off his shoulders because he's that kind of guy. Whoa. You know, I, I, I don't agree with this take. You know, you know, I mean, (laughs) for Pete's sake, it's. Next you know, I, I, just, I wish you guys would stop being so mean to me. Sneaky good impression. Jake. Uh, from Corey. Hey, Corey. 
Does Tyler always ask himself questions and answer them? Yes, he does. <laughs> Will he ever stop? No, he won't. Whitlock to the bullpen. Thank you. Thank Felt you. targeted. Well, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, listen. The soundboard. I'm not feeling the soundboard this episode. Honestly, it's, I'm, I'm not even doing this. This is, Don't lie to them. I, I, this is a live studio audience. Uh, people are just responding to the podcast as they hear it live. I apologize to anyone for the questions, but I don't think I can stop, but I'll do my best. I, I've learned how to do say you frustrated. Stop? Maybe. No. Fuck off. Is it something that you think you can control in the future? I hope so. Do I think it's going to continue, though? <clears throat> Most likely. Correct. Uh, this one's from Seth. Hey, Seth. In defense of Tyler, I work at Target and have been asked before where our clothes soap was. He's not alone when it comes to not knowing the term detergent. <laughs> clothes. clothes soap. Soap. That's What did you call it? Syrup. Laundry syrup. Laundry syrup. Yeah, that's way worse. Yeah, clothes soap, soap is, is closer to to the what's what's actually yeah. going on there. Listen, I, I'm not a perfect man, but name a great man who was. Uh, I my mom did watch that episode, and she told me not to talk about not doing my laundry anymore. So <laughs> I'm not not, a, not about coming in your socks. She she yeah. drew the line at yeah. not doing your own laundry. I think she understands like everybody has their thing or you know something they feel connected to. So got it. Yeah, I yeah, like the nut and socks. Shouldn't be your cum. I like the nut and socks. socks. What about it? <laughs> don't judge me, Pete. <laughs> I like that. That's where your mom was like, "He's don't don't make fun of him for that. He's he's very connected. Those cum cum rags. <laughs> yeah, clearly I need them. They clearly shared a moment together. Yeah, Jake. This one's from Monty. Hey, Monty. Uh, question for you: Will the public be invited to see PP get absolutely pelted with paintballs? Peter? I don't think that's up for me to decide. I think it is. I mean, if I want you to be comfortable when we shoot you. <laughs> I don't think it's going to make a lick of difference if there's people there watching or not. No, it is. I think if there's people there cheering us shooting you, then you'll probably have more adrenaline and it'll hurt less. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. When you close your eyes and picture this moment, where, where do you see yourself? How do you, what's around you? Tell me. Describe the scene. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't really thought about it that much. Um, I think ideally, like, winter weekend would be an awesome place for it. But I don't know how that would work logistically. And I don't know if the casino would be totally down with. I, I. I, I don't I think it needs to be a bigger venue than like uh than like a bathroom at the MGM Springfield. <laughs> if we're being completely honest, I wouldn't mind getting a lifetime ban. Oh no. All right, thanks for listening. Uh <laughs> this has been the name redacted podcast. Uh, I just want to say we're thankful for you. Thanks for the DMs. We'll say
signal sounds after this message. Walk to the nearest stairway exit and leave the floor. <laughs> All handicapped occupants shall follow the building evacuation. I mean, there's like 30 seconds between like, hey, if there's a if there's yeah, an alarm this after this message, <laughs> yeah. there's an emergency. We're going to let you know if there's an emergency. Just hang on 30 seconds. Wow, they're going through this again? This is over. You're going to die. Tell me if I'm in danger or not. What the fuck? Yeah, they're really burying the lead here. All right, this lady sucks. This, this is like when you get like a snow day like 20 yeah. years ago and you're like watching the news and you, you miss like your letter. And you're like, fuck, I have to sit here and watch it all over again. Mm -hmm. That's basically what's happening here is uh, they're like, there's an emergency in the building. We know whether or not you in particular are in danger. After these messages, we will let you know. Hang tight. Here's a commercial for for fucking laundry syrup. <laughs> Sounds like you might be good. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I have it's six twenty five, and I have dinner plans at Kowloon. It's for seven, so I'm gonna go anyway. Um, but I'm, hey, thankful for the listeners of this podcast for for Tyler, Pete, Jake, everyone who works in the show, even Pat. Uh, it's been a great year. We're, the year's not over yet. <clears throat> we'll uh, we'll do some more DMs in the next episode, and hopefully, hopefully, have an update on Xander uh, endeavors. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Uh, but we'll react to that. Do uh, any any final words, boys? I'm glad I took the initiative to be on this podcast today. Mm -hmm. Um, shout out Josie Rodriguez. Yep. Is that wait? Jolie's Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. I put mm -hmm. the Z before the Y. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, Jake Stakes. Uh, today is the one year anniversary of the first episode I produced for Section Ten. Oh fuck yeah! Good job, Jake. Thanks, everyone. It's been a hell of a year. It's been a hell of a year, Jake. The year of Jake. I feel like that's gonna that's gonna continue. Next year is gonna be the year of Jake too. But this year is also the year of Jake. Every year. Every year is the year of Jake. Um. All right. Enjoy your night, Pete. Are you going out tonight? No. <laughs> You're old, dude. You're so I mean, washed. I'm not. I'm not poo pooing anybody who goes out, but mm. it's a no for me, dog. I'm gonna watch the Bruins. Mm. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Buenas noches, amigos.